Hawks get trampled by Bulls at home, 136 to 126. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. I am your host, Tim Ogles, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey Kabrinsky, where we talk everything Hawks. Let's go! Alrighty, Mikey. Well, uh, to start this one out, this was a rough one for the Hawks. Um, you know, it's one thing when, you know, the, you know, you have a player struggle, but it, it seemed like the whole Hawks starting lineup really struggled in this game. Uh, but two guys that definitely stepped up were DeAndre Hunter and Bogey. They were, both of them were phenomenal off the bench. And, you know, the Hawks just couldn't get it going from deep and, and ended up costing them this game. Yeah, this was a very frustrating loss if you're a Hawks fan, and especially with uh, taking the standings into perspective. The Bulls are the ninth seed right now, right in front of the Hawks, and they win the season series with this victory, two games to zero. And that'll be important come April, uh, late March, when teams are fighting for playoffs slash play-in seedings. But we talked about on the last pod about how the Hawks really needed to rebound well and box out because the Bulls play some lineups with Nikola Vucevic and Andre Drummond together. And surprisingly in this game, the Hawks won the rebounding battle. Uh, They won it 49-43. to But, Tim, you you mentioned it. The Hawks never got anything going from deep. 14-43 of from beyond the arc compared to the, the Bulls. 46.4%, 46.4%, 13 of 28. So that that is that that is definitely a big difference there. Um, and also the the Hawks starters just in general only had four threes. Both of them were by Trey and DeJounte, but Trey took 10 threes and DeJounte took eight. So not your greatest percentages there. Uh, one thing I wanted to go into really quick here was uh, something that coach head coach Quinn Snyder said in his post-game conference, which was the closeouts were really bad from the Hawks. And that was pretty evident throughout the entire game. Uh, whether it was on the perimeter or, or, or kind of like a rushed closeout, everybody was pulling, falling for pump fakes. And and if it was a rushed closeout, they closed out recklessly. They were able, The Bulls were able to get by uh, the perimeter defense of the Hawks anytime they really wanted to, especially Ayo DeSumo and Kobe White late in that fourth quarter. And Ayo DeSumo really just had a great night overall. I mean, can't, can't really explain this game with, without him. He had his career high tonight, 29 points, 12 of 18 from the floor, and 5 of 7 from deep. He really uh, was a thorn in the side of the Hawks tonight. Yeah, I, I thought he was really good. Um, but also, I thought the Hawks' defense should have been better. Um the guard defenders for the Hawks in this game were very, very poor. Um, I felt like DeJounte struggled, Bogey struggled, even Trey struggled. Uh, Trey, you know, with Trey's effort, he did a decent job trying to keep, you know, guys in front where, um, you know, guys like Bogey and DeJounte, they just let Io get around the corner. And 
when you do that, you force Anyeka to come over. Then Io gets a dump pass, or Kobe White gets a dump pass, and it's just, it's just unfortunate the way this one unfolded for him. Going into the first I quarter, thought, I, I, I was going to say I, I thought Trey uh, also struggled as well on the perimeter defensively, uh, but with, with the with this bull, with the Bulls team, they really don't shoot a lot of threes, and giving up 136 to this team, especially without Levine, uh, without Caruso, uh, it's just it's just not a great look for the Hawks at all. Every single quarter besides one, the Bulls had over 34 points. And it was just just overall not a great night at all. Yeah, and moving into the first, um, you know, the the <laughs> the beginning of this game, nobody shot threes, to be honest with you. Everything came in the paint. Um, you know, 6'6 six, six until uh, Torrey Craig 3. DeJounte yeah. Murray. DeJounte at uh DeJounte hit back-to-back threes actually for an 18 to 11 Hawks lead and that was the only two threes that that he hit on the night and then in, almost immediately uh pro- probably the first guy off the bench on Andre Drummond and and Nikola Vucevic the Bulls go out with a lineup of their two big men and this was the moment that we talked about on, on the pod before that the Hawks needed to really key in and and kind of take advantage of, especially offensively with pushing the pace. Yeah, and I was in the arena tonight, and I got to uh, watch them come out with that two-man lineup. And, and something I, I thought, you know, the Hawks were really going to struggle with, but, you know, with the size of Drummond and Anyeka being down low, they decided to move Sadiq Bay to Vucevic. And, and I, th- I thought uh, Sadiq did a really good job um and, and uh, of course their first possession down um they they throw a pass down low to get Drummond one on one against Anyeka but DeAndre Hunter sticks a hand in breaks up the pass before he can gain control i, I felt the like the hawks did a really good job at kind of throwing different things at, at that two big lineup and it worked out in the hawks favor um they end up building a 23 to 13 lead um, but I wanted to talk about something, and um, I-, I felt like in this game with Io DeSumo and Kobe White being able to have the games they had, um, the Hawks had one really good perimeter defender on their bench, and-, and Quinn Snyder decided not to use him tonight, and that is Kobe Bufkin. Um, the last game against the Rockets, Quentin Snyder had high praise for Kobe Bufkin. And, um, you know, something that's really it seems strange to me is after he had high praise for him in a game like this where you really needed him, uh, he decided to run with Garrison Matthews for, for those set amount of minutes. And it was just unfortunate because I thought, you know, maybe Quentin Snyder missed the opportunity right there. Yeah, Garrison only played four minutes in this game, uh, so that was that was kind of weird there. But yeah, I thought the Hawks definitely could have used Buffkin. But strangely enough, I thought Atlanta's best stretch, at least offensively, came against this double big lineup for the Bulls. They got out, they got in, in transition, and they built that 23-13 lead. Bogey comes in the game, he hits back to back threes to start his night, 
And it's really it's really looking like that uh, the Hawks can can kind of run away with it as they go up thirty one to eighteen. Yeah, and the the pass from Trey Young on that second bogey three was phenomenal. Um, he threw it; uh, it was almost a full court pass. Hits bogey in the pocket. He goes straight up with it. The my favorite part was watching Trey celebrate after bogey hits that shot coming back down the floor. I don't think I've seen Trey more excited um, for a game winner. Like he was jacked up about that pass, and you know, just the I guess the way the game was going for the Hawks at that point because you know it, it looked like the Hawks were about to. Um, Really, really pull away from these guys, and, and um, unfortunately, they do not. Uh, I, I think another important uh, topic to go over here for the Hawks' success in the beginning of this game was was Jalen Johnson. I thought he did an excellent job guarding Demar Derozan. Now, Demar, one of the most craftiest mid range scores, just scores in general you'll ever see. And I thought Jalen was doing a good job, especially in the first quarter, not falling for pump fakes. Uh, kind of just staying straight up, staying disciplined. Uh, but, you know, that, that that didn't really last. A funny sequence here, uh, kind of later in the first quarter, Bruno Fernando, uh, back after missing the last game, he comes in, <laughs> he tries to dunk the ball. He misses it, but the ball bounces off the back of the rim, and it <laughs> bounces to the moon. It seemed like it took forever for the ball to come back down. Uh, but that was just one of those crazy type of in-game moments that that you can see. Yeah, and right after that, the Bulls go on a 7-0 run, um, making it 33-26. But speaking of that, Bruno, uh, the craziest part is um, when he goes to throw that ball down, DeAndre Hunter was at midcourt and came all the way back to the ball at the free throw line and still had a chance to make a play on it before it got back to the ground. It was like it was up there. It, it was crazy. And, and for the Hawks at the end of the first quarter, it it was definitely encouraging. Every single Hawk that entered the game scored uh, four offensive rebounds early for the Hawks was definitely uh, was definitely encouraging to see. Uh, and they ended with fifteen offensive rebounds in general. So they did great work on on that glass. But it seemed like they just couldn't convert at the same rate the Bulls were uh, after this first quarter. Yeah, and. Uh, going into the second, um, Garrison was your ninth man. Um, the Bulls end up going on a 15-4 to four run um, to cut the lead to two before a bogey three and a DeAndre three. And then DeAndre Hunter hits his corner three, comes back down the floor again, catches one in the same corner, gets fouled on a three. It drops. DeAndre Hunter in this game, man, I don't I don't know if you can give him high enough praise. Um, DeAndre off the bench is a different animal than I have seen uh, from DeAndre in a while. Uh, defensively, I thought he was really good in this game as well. Um, I, I mean, Ben Stray might be a permanent thing right now. It, it definitely, if he's going to be doing these kind of things on a night-to-night basis. Yeah, the Hawks... Uh, after that 7-0 run that the Bulls went on to end the first quarter, they kind of got the lead back to 10 a little bit more comfortable, 47 to 37 with that uh, boat with those bogey threes and and 
Dre cooking. He he started three or four from deep into this in this game, and the bench points went crazy for the Hawks. Bogey and Dre both had 13 points each uh, compared to the nine bench points for the Bulls uh, to early in this game. And the, the Hawks kept it remaining around a, a, a nine-point lead here, but then it started to be the Io DeSumo show. He he started cooking. He The Bulls went on a 15-4 to four run. He had 13 points in the second quarter, and he led, he led the run to make it a one-point game at halftime. Mind you, the Hawks led this game 31-18 to 18 in the first quarter. And it really, I felt like since that point, the Hawks just never regained control after that. Yeah, sure, they they kind of held a 10-point lead here and there in the sec- in the second quarter. But I just felt like the Bulls started gaining momentum. You know, they're slowly but surely trying to find their rhythm. And at halftime, uh, they had all the, lo- the momentum heading into the locker room. Yeah, and, you know, for Io, his ability to get to the rim and – absorb contact and still get the ball off the glass like he played phenomenal in this game um but you know the hawks were five of 25 from deep in this first half that is a staggering number the bulls were seven of 13 and i felt like in a way the hawks kept kind of forcing threes in a way uh i mean they were getting some open looks but i felt like some of them were forced where the hawks could have you know drove down and probably got a basket inside um they were doing a good job in the pick and roll but you know it is what it is at this point i think you also got to give uh the bulls the defense up top a lot of credit in this one Javon Cotter, Io DeSumo, both of those guys have given uh, Trey and DeJounte fits in the past, and they did it again tonight. I think that's honestly why the Hawks had to settle for a lot of those threes, because they just couldn't get by that that initial defense from the Bulls. Uh, Io had 17 at halftime, and DeRozan had 14. So the Hawks were really neutralizing Vucevic for the majority of this game, but he kind of got going in the second half. And Trey and DeJounte at halftime, it combined three of 15. From the floor that is just not gonna cut it and simply put uh, i i'll add this when trey and dejounte play as poorly as they did did on both ends tonight the hawks just are not gonna win many games when that happens that's just this is plain and simple yeah i mean you can have one of them have a bad game but both of them on the same night uh, it's just gonna be hard to win um going to the third trey young gets a technical foul Arguing a DeJounte Murray non-call that uh, Torrey Craig, I mean, it was a blatant foul call that the officials missed. Um, DJM's, uh, you know, holding his hands up. And, and, you know, DeJounte, like, we we know that, you know, DeJounte has got a fiery side, but uh, nothing. Um, the ball ends out going, going out on DeJounte. Um, the Bulls get the ball. Trey's chirping at the ref, gets a tech. But for me, like it, it's good to see for you know for me that Trey's standing up for Dejounte. But also, I'd like to see Dejounte get a little fired up there too, and and let the officials know about it. 
Yeah, that that was a really odd sequence coming right out of the locker room there, and it was it was clearly a foul. I mean, I, you can go back and look at that play. Uh, Tory Craig has almost uh, he's locked arms with Dejounte, and, and it kind of looked like he was trying to like put trying to clothesline it, having his arm around his shoulders. I mean, that was that was just just a weird sequence there, and it was right in front of the ref too. But you know, the strange strange stranger things have happened, and it was it was a no call leading to that tech. Uh, but the Bulls tied it pretty early uh, in this half. It was it was six, 66 all. And Vucevic, after a t- rough first half, really, good defense from Akangu, he kind of started torching him in the second half. They they went right to work uh, inside the paint like they were doing at the start of the game, and they ended up taking a three-point lead, 71-68. to 68. Yeah, and, and something I noticed with Akangu is – I felt like a Kongwu probably respected Vooch's three-point shot a little more than he probably should have. Um, and, and he was closing out really hard, so it gave Vooch the easy, you know, a, a, attack to close out. And, you know, every time you get around O, um, unfortunately, the Hawks are an undersized team to begin with. So, you know, he gets around a Kongwu, and then it's a pretty easy basket most of the time for him. Yeah, and just as a basketball fan, you had to admire one one possession that the Bulls had midway through this third quarter. There had to be at least four or five drive driving kicks from uh, Javon Carter. Dalen Terry w- was one of the ones who initiated it. I think Kobe White was on the floor as well for it, if I'm not mistaken. And it ended up being just your picture-perfect uh, ball movement that le- led to a wide-open Dalen Terry three. That was just that's just one of those sequences that's nice to to see as a basketball fan. But Bogey countered right back with his own three. At this point, the Bulls had a six point lead, eighty six to eighty, and they they kind of moved that to a seven point lead at, towards the end of the third quarter. And it was just shocking. At this point, the Hawks were winning the glass by a large amount, but they were just struggling in pretty much every single other area, even three point shooting. Which normally, if you look at the stats on paper and just who the guys on each roster, the Hawks definitely are going to shoot more threes and probably shoot better from three on most nights, just not tonight. Yeah, and Trey hits a uh, three to end the quarter, making it 97-92. 24 points in the paint alone in the third quarter for the Bulls, and that's just a number that's just staggering, like, you give up 24 points in the paint to any team, whether it's the Bulls or the Pistons or anybody, um, that's a recipe for disaster in a game. Yeah. like Think about that. 24 points in the paint. Imagine that over the course of four quarters. That's just a crazy number. And it kind of told the story of most of the second half from a defensive perspective for Atlanta. As we start the fourth quarter here, DeAndre Hunter had a heck of a sequence here. He gets the steal, takes it in for a layup. Then he gets a block and leaves the fast break, kicking it up to Jalen Johnson for for a throw down there. And it was 99-96 Bulls. So the Hawks were really playing catch-up here for, for, for most of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, you could tell the Hawks were starting to push the pace. Um after they would get stops, um, and, and it was working for the Hawks. Uh, Bogey goes on a five, uh, 5-0 run. 
um, to make it a one-possession game. But then Io DeSumo comes down and, and dunks on Bruno Fernando to put the Bulls up five. Um, it, it, it was just like the Hawks couldn't mount up the stops and, and the shots just weren't falling. Well, the shots were falling, but they just weren't timely enough to – really get the Hawks over that hump to, you know, finally take the lead in this one. And I think overall in this game, the this bogey sequence and the IO dunk, and then following that, uh, bogey had another three to make it 112 to 111. And after that, Torrey Craig hits a three to, to absolutely silence the crowd, pretty much put an end to all the momentum that the Hawks had built. I think both of those two plays, the IO Sumu dunk, and this Tory Craig three, both of those just really took the momentum out of the Hawks' sails at that point when they made it a one-possession game and kind of just put the Hawks right on the doorstep of, of tying or taking the lead, and they just uh, got down from there. Uh, the Bulls extended their lead 117-111, and then Io hits a three for his career-high 29 points. Uh, but that three was really uh, a rare one in the fourth quarter because Chicago just kept going to the paint. And the Hawks just could not stop them either from the perimeter or it, whether it was Vucevic hitting a turnaround jump shot or a jump hook. At this point, it was 123-114, and the Bulls looked like they were going to run away with the win. Yeah, and uh, something I wanted to note right here is Anyeka Kongu comes out of the game. Um, the Hawks look like they're playing a, a small ball five lineup to you know kind of fuel up the offense. Turns out that wasn't the case. Anyeka Kongwu um, went out of this game with an injury to his toe. Um, as Quinn Snyder said in his post-game press conference, that um, he's still being evaluated and they'll know more tomorrow. But Kobe White uh, hits a three to go up 12 with two minutes left. Then the Hawks go on a 6-0 run, making it 128-22. Um, but DeMar DeRozan and, and White both hit buckets to kind of close this, to seal it out for the Hawks. And yeah, so you could see three separate occasions. Uh, this the 6-0 run being down 12 with two minutes left, that's pretty much you're going to lose that every time. But the Hawks make that 6-0 run, then DeRozan and White hit buckets, and those two sequences I said before um, by the Io dunk and that Torrey Craig three, uh, those, just, those sequences in general were just killers. For the Hawks in terms of just trying to mount a comeback being down so much in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, moving into the box score, Garrison Matthews, four minutes, no counting stats. Well, I, he had one rebound. Um, I, I mean, Garrison, he played four minutes. He, he, he was okay. Uh, we'll move on to Bruno Fernando in 12 minutes, two of five from the field. Seven rebounds, four points. Definitely like to see the seven rebounds in 12 minutes for Bruno. He was definitely an active big tonight, but I do think he struggled on the defensive end of the court, especially against Vucevic uh, in the second half. But uh, <laughs> as did a lot of the Hawks uh, tonight. Yeah, and uh, this is going to be a weird sequence for us, but um, our, our, our probably two players of the game are going to be on the bench, and we'll go to them now. Um, DeAndre Hunter. 28 minutes, 6 of 14 from the field, 4 of 7 from deep, 7 of 7 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 
one steal, two blocks, 23 points. Uh, man, DeAndre Hunter, uh, if he continues to do this off the bench, um, I think the Hawks might have figured something out. Yeah, he was the only one a positive in the plus minus tonight. And when you get seven of seven from DeAndre Hunter, when he's able to get to the rim like that, plus how well he's shooting it from deep right now, that puts the defense on their heels. And, and they, they're going to be sec- second-guessing themselves all night. And that's what Bogey did as well tonight with his hot shooting. In 27 minutes, he shot 11 of 16 from the field, 6 of 10 from downtown, 2 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 28 points. Uh, Bogey and Dre were, were the guys who were trying to carry this team and will them to victory, but just unfortunately was not enough. I, I think Bogey did uh, struggle pretty pretty good uh, defensively, but, I mean, off, offensively, you, you can't ask for anything more from Bogey. Yeah, and me and you talked about maybe him going into a mini slump. Well, that is definitely not the case on the offensive side. Um, uh, moving to Sadiq Bay, uh, 32 minutes, 5 of 11 from the field, 0 of 5 from deep, 1 of 2 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 11 points. Um, Sadiq struggled outside. Um, I felt like he did a okay job defensively. I, I don't think um, – he he was like a detriment to the Hawks on defense in this game. I felt like he was okay defensively. Um, but something I continually like Sadiq uh doing is um I noticed that he was bullying um Kobe White or Io Desumu when they got switched on to him and the Hawks kind of went away from it. I I wish they would have probably tried to go back to that, you know, more than what they did. Yeah, for Onyeka Kangwu, he played 33 minutes, 5 of 8 from the field, 0 of 1 from deep, 1 of 2 from the line. He's been struggling recently uh, from the free throw line after having a great season so far. Uh, he 12 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 block, 11 points. I thought Onyeka was, was okay in this game. Uh, I do think he played a good first half defensively, but definitely struggled in the second half. Um, you like to see the efficient shooting, but, you know, it, especially going against uh, some of the taller lineups that, the Bulls put out there. I thought Onyeka was was pretty good. He was he was alright. Yeah, he was okay. Um, moving to Jalen Johnson, thirty five minutes, five of nine from the field, zero of two from deep, three of four from the free throw line, eight rebounds, two assists, thirteen points. Uh, I felt like Jalen in this game, you know, struggled uh, offensively. I, I felt like. Definitely in that first half, he did a really good job uh, guarding DeMar DeRozan. Um, in the second half, he struggled a little bit to, you know, stay on his feet. Uh, he ended up giving, you know, DeMar a, a few sets of free throws, um, just being a little bit undisciplined. And, you know, Jalen's still young, but, you know, I, I think that this is a game where, you know, he'll, he'll learn a good bit definitely from like a veteran player like DeMar DeRozan having to guard him yeah for DeJounte Murray 34 minutes 7 to 17 from the field 2 of 8 from deep 1 of 2 from the free throw line 5 rebounds 9 assists 2 steals 17 points um DeJounte I thought struggled pretty pretty much on both ends and when when you when you have the Hawks backcourt and it is you'll go over Trey here in a minute when you have both of them just playing uh playing poorly on both ends it's just not going to end well. For DeJounte, what I do like to see, 
I do like to see him taking a lot more threes because he's been successful from deep this year so much. So I'm glad he's he's taking into account uh, that into his game, uh, but just not the best night for him for sure. Yeah, and, and one staggering number from DeJounte that we don't see very often is the turnovers. Uh, having six turnovers is something we don't see a lot from DeJounte. So, you know, maybe it was just a bad night for him in that, you know, in that category. But, you know, hopefully he can uh, flip it around for the Charlotte game coming up. Uh, moving to Trey Young, 36 minutes, three of 14 from the field, two of 10 from deep, 11 of 12 from the free throw line, 14 assists, three rebounds, 19 points. Um, Trace struggled shooting. Um, he, he he had some good guys guarding him. They had, you know, the Bulls have good perimeter defenders and Javon Carter, uh, Io DeSumo is a good perimeter defender. Also, Kobe White, it, you know, can stand his own ground. So, um, you know, Trey definitely struggled in this one, and, you know, it is what it is. Yep. I, what I do like from Trey, though, the 14 assists from two turnovers, uh, hopefully that can come in a better shooting night, or, and Trey will have just just a monster game. But that, that's that's if you take away one one positive thing from tonight's game, that assist to turnover ratio is pretty good there. All right. As we move to the three keys of the game, the final game before the All-Star break, the Hawks will play the Hornets on Wednesday. The first key for me is just going to be don't play down to the competition. Uh, the Hawks on paper, uh, talent-wise, are a better. We're better than this Bulls team uh, tonight. They they just couldn't get it done. And the Hornets have pretty much been a mess all season. Lamelo's been in and out of the lineup, and they traded away and traded for a lot of guys selling at the deadline. So they're still mixing and matching with their rotation. Uh, but it's going to be it's going to be important for the Hawks to not overlook that. Uh, to get this win heading into the All-Star break with some good momentum. Yeah, and Grant Williams has always been a thorn in the Hawks' side. Um, so uh, him being in that lineup and, you know, the Hawks have had tendencies. They've they've done a whole lot better this year about not playing down to competition. And, you know, this is going to be a step in the right direction for the Hawks to kind of seal it out before – you know, all-star break moving to the second key, um, Nick Richards uh, and Anyeka Kongwu. Um, Anyeka Kongwu does not have a great, uh, track record against Nick Richards. Um, you know, Nick Richards and their last meeting kind of had his way with Anyeka Kongwu. And, you know, I want, I wanted Nyaka to get some some get back on him on this one and, and, you know, really stand his ground. Nick Richards is a taller center that, you know, can, you know, put the ball on the floor every once in a while. So for me, Nyaka is definitely going to have to, um, you know, bring his lunch pail and get ready to go to work. Yeah, uh, hopefully nothing will come of the of the toe injury and he'll he'll be able to go in that game on Wednesday. And then for the third team. It's got to be the star, two stars for the Hawks, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. Hopefully these guys have a bounce-back game, kind of get some uh, good mojo going into the All-Star break uh, to try and just uh, figure out some stuff and, and head into the home stretch after this because the Hawks, they're still fighting for, for playing seeding, and, and a playoff appearance in the sixth seed is not, is not out of the question if they can somehow string a run 
together and, and they'll need both of their stars to play well in order to get it done. If, and if we want, we wanted to also remind you guys of uh, our space coming up Saturday, February 17th at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, make sure to follow at Ethos Hawks on Twitter. You'll be able to listen to a conversation from some of the best Hawks content creators and media out there. So make sure uh, get excited for that because we definitely are and hope you guys can join us there on Saturday. And that'll do it for this episode of the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. Make sure to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast content like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can follow me on X at Pinwizard300 and follow Tim at TimHawks23. Be on the lookout to receive the latest Hawks coverage from us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.